to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today as my co-pilot is Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? Feeling happy. Yes, happy, um, healthy, not joyful. stressed. Joyful. Joyful. But not, not at all. No, not at all. <laughs> it is winter. Winter is here. As they say, what is it, in Game of Thrones, winter is coming. It's here now. I, I've not seen that show, but I'll have to take your word for I it. Don't, I haven't seen it either, but I just know that's what they say. Yeah, we're, we're, we're clear down to, what, 65 today or something? <laughs> I mean, it's a cold day. It's cooler here, but thankfully for us who live in St. George, Utah, we're, we're pretty blessed. We're pretty lucky. Mild temperatures. For the most part, we have pretty mild winters. Nevertheless, it is winter. Yes, it winter is. Winter tends to be, Jeff, the time of year when it's a little harder to get our workouts in. Yes, it is. Because it's colder outside. Harder to force yourself to go out the door when it's cold. Yeah, it's that time of year when it's a little easier to cram some extra calories down our gullets. Oh, well, Because yeah. it's the holidays. The holidays, right? everybody's got treats in their offices. <laughs> yes, right. they're bringing treats for work for their co-workers, yeah. So today, with that in mind, Jeff, I wanted to share six fat-burning foods for winter. So this is what we should be bringing, bringing for treats at the office rather than the stuff we're bringing. Well, we, we could. There's a couple of things here that would make the list, maybe. All right. Well, let's get it on. So let's, uh, let's talk about them. The first one, you're going to love this one. I think you're going to love this one. Dark chocolate? It's dark chocolate. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> I think with chocolate, it's got to be good. Do you like dark chocolate? Not really, but I'll eat it because yeah. it's, <laughs> it, it's get, chocolate. Well, I can justify <laughs> that it's supposed to be healthy. Well, so I, personally, I, I, I'm a milk chocolate person. Oh, I, I prefer too. milk chocolate. Dark is a little too bitter for me, but you know, if, mm-hmm. if, if if given that or the choice of nothing, I'd probably choose dark chocolate as well. But um, dark chocolate actually includes two ingredients that are known to boost metabolism. Oh, really? Yeah, caffeine. Okay. And the antioxidant catechin. Gazuntite. Thank you. Just make sure that you stick to a small square a day. Oh, well, there you go. It puts me right out the window. <laughs> because uh, it does have sugar. It does have calories. Yeah. And uh, that can outweigh its fat-burning potential. But it's on the list. It made the list. It was the first one on the list. That's pretty cool. So good. Here's another one I think you'll like. I think you like these sweet potatoes. Oh, I really do. Yeah, I thought you did. Especially sweet potato fries are great. Okay, I think you just uh, eliminated all of the healthy aspects of it when you threw them in the <laughs> well, no, we threw bake them in the fryer. <laughs> we bake them. We bake. Oh, you bake bake sweet potato yes, bake. We, we bake them. Yes. Okay. All right. We well, deep fry them. sweet potatoes may just be for some people a cold weather fat burning secret. Sweet potatoes are a great source of fiber, which we know mm-hmm. that helps keep you feeling full longer, and it burns calories by putting your digestive system to work. They also contain a hormone that helps regulate your blood sugar. Oh, really? Here, here's the problem, though, Jeff. You have okay. to stick with simply seasoned, boiled, or steamed baked potatoes, not the brown sugar and marshmallow-covered not, concoction not the, that you not probably... Not the stuff, the candied yams <laughs> is the word. That, <laughs> not the stuff you probably ate for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, no. Or that you're going to eat for but, Christmas. But the nice thing is, when you do bake your fries, it falls in that category. It does. Simply prepared. And then you can make some of that great fry sauce, and then there you go. Good stuff. That was number two. Number three, I think you like this one too. Cinnamon. Oh, I do. Now, I'm not well, talking not, about cinnamon not, rolls. Not, by, not straight, but I like, you know, <laughs> I do like cinnamon. So cinnamon does become kind of the star of the show sometimes this time of year. That's a good thing. Yeah. The warming fall spice has been shown to slow digestion and regulate blood sugar to boost your metabolism. So it's good for you to use it as a seasoning during this time of year. Yeah. Number, uh, what, am, what am I on? Number four, four, I think. This one I really like, pears. Oh, I like pears too. Yeah, pears. Now, I, I to me, pears are like almost like 
sugar. Like they're really sweet. Oh yeah, they they're are really, really good. good. I really like them. There are various types of pears that are available throughout the fall and the winter, so they're mm-hmm. in good season. That's it's right. time to stock up on them Fresh, right now. Ready to go. Pears like apples contain high levels of pectin, which binds to water and limits the amount of fat that your body absorbs. Oh, cool. And uh, this is something that I've never tried, to be honest, but according to the article that I read, pears make a great addition to smoothies. Well, yeah, I can see that. But you know yeah. what's better than pears? What's that? A pair of pears. A pair of pears. So try that, Jeff. Throw a pear of pears into your next smoothie and I'll tell me what you that. think about it. I'm if you sure mix it like in it. with berries, I don't think you can go wrong with it. No, that. no. You'll be, you're just going to be on top of the world. Sounds good. Here's the next one. I think you're going to like this one, too. This list is really for you, Jeff. Well, thank you, Kyle. I because appreciate you, it. I, I think you like all of these things on here. Yeah. Turkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know you like turkey. Turkey boy here. Like, you've been kind of, like, around the office, you know, leading up to Thanksgiving. Like, everybody just knows. You mention the word turkey, and you start drooling. Yes. Well, and you love the turkey for Thanksgiving and the day after and, and the, the day, day after, after and the yeah. day after. And what did you say that your wife just made for you last turkey night? Turkey Tetrazzini. Turkey Tetrazzini. Oh, so good. So see, I know, so, so, th- so there you go. You don't have to worry about eating your uh, leftover turkey. It's, no, I don't. It's, it's actually it, good for you. In fact, the only trouble is getting it to last long enough to get it to the turkey tetrazzini. <laughs> That's the hard part, huh? Yep. But it is a lean uh, meat that helps you burn fat. Lean protein, like turkey, keeps you full and takes mm-hmm. energy to digest, both of which mean increased metabolism. Uh, it's best to go for skinless breast meat and to keep the calories down when you do that. Uh, or you can whip up a batch of turkey chili. Ooh, Do you have turkey chili? We don't. We haven't. But we did have turkey soup. You should put turkey chili on your list for next year. Well, I, you know, it's like my wife likes a turkey soup, so turkey soup, turkey chili. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be hard to convert. I'll try though. I'll try. <laughs> give it a give it a shot. But if you have turkey chili, you can throw in some cayenne pepper, which also has fat burning power because it's so hot. It increases your or metabolism. Not. Or as not. Well. <laughs> I know you don't like spicy stuff. I don't. The last one. I don't know. Do you like grapefruit? I do. You like grapefruit? Okay, I well, do. so this list was a home run. For you. A home run. These Kyle. are all foods for Jeff to eat during the wintertime to yeah. help burn fat. Well, some of my favorite memories are sitting in my grandparents' house with a half grapefruit. So here's my question for you When you eat grapefruit uh-huh. with a spoon, like right. the old fashioned way, right. do, well, do you peel it or do you cut it in half? Well, we just slice it in half. Okay, so do you, do you sprinkle it with sugar or do you sprinkle salt. it with salt? Salt. Okay, so I, my family, we grew up doing salt as well, but when I got married, my wife's family did sugar. Well, have you converted her to the right way? Well, we don't eat a lot of grapefruit, okay. but, I, I, but probably not. I think if we cut one in half and I took one and t- she took the other, my guess is that she'd probably sprinkle a little sugar on hers oh, and not put salt on mine. She's eating it wrong. <laughs> anyway, the staple of dieters everywhere, grapefruit, the citrus Fruit is prime for picking in autumn and winter, so it's fresh this time of year. And grapefruit is an excellent source of soluble fiber, which can help you stay fuller longer while eating less. And um, it's a good way to go. Well, it's not good to eat non-soluble fiber. That that could really plug you up. It could. It could. could be a real problem there. <laughs> so uh, today, Jeff, we're in for a real treat. We are. Today's guest is practically a regular she is. on our show, Tiffany Gust. Tiffany, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, Kyle? Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Tiffany is an expert in exercise science and sports nutrition. She's a certified fall-proof balance and mobility specialist, as well as a USA triathlon coach, US Masters swimming coach, and she's certified by the American Council on Exercise, <clears throat> excuse me, in personal fitness training, group fitness and sports nutrition. And Jeff, on top of that, on which, top of like, that. that's not enough, yeah. right? But on top of that... Tiffany has completed 16 
Iron Man races. And if there's anything that's missing from those lists, it's only because she hasn't tried it yet. <laughs> that's true. Well, welcome, Tiffany. Thank you for, uh, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So um, I know your expertise is, is more in the area of exercise, but obviously you watch what you eat and you, you want to you know take care of yourself from a nutritional standpoint. What do you think of those six foods that are on Jeff's favorite food list? I think they're great, All but I things. like the dark chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> do you limit yourself to one square per day? I do, usually. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Wow, there's Man. some self-control. <laughs> Hats off to you. Thank for you. For sure, for sure. So uh, today... We want to talk a little bit about getting in the right mindset, a little bit about how to analyze where we've been and then kind of figure out where we want to go. That sounds like we're getting ready for New Year's resolutions. Well, we're getting closer, right? We are. It's the end of the year, which means that the beginning of the year is just right around the corner. Absolutely. And a lot of people like to set New Year's resolutions. I know that you don't like to... I mean, well, no, that's... I I take that back. (laughs) You set a New Year's resolution every year to not set set New Year's Year's resolutions. resolutions. And And I always keep that one. You're 100% on it. 100% every year. (laughs) Every year. The only one I really know who is 100% on all of the their resolution it's all in the it's all in the planning <laughs> on the planning and the dedication right that's right well tiffany tell us tell us what we need to do as uh you know health-minded people to kind of analyze and look back without getting too bogged down but also you know prepare ourselves for the upcoming season the upcoming year Absolutely. Well, I think the first thing to do is to gain some insight of what happened during 2017. You know, they always tell you, don't look back, don't, don't wallow in, in, in the past. But I think it's, it's very valuable, especially for athletes or for anyone for that matter, to just look back and see what happened in 2017. You can look at your performance, uh, what was going on. Did you have some injuries or some illnesses? Uh, how was your quality of life? Um, have you been able to maintain balance with your life? Maybe you were working on some weight management. And just how was your overall health? And uh, not going back to look for the negatives, but maybe to go back and look for some of the pot- positives. I call this hunting for the good. So going back and just maybe making a a list of all the things that went well in 2017. I had some great chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely had success. some great chocolate for sure. And so I, I like that, Tiffany. I like that. Um, and I was going to... Just like just what you emphasized, I think it's so important. It's really easy to look back and look at the things that didn't go the way that you wanted to, right? I mean, boy, I, I put on two pounds or I had a goal to lose 20. I only lost 15 or whatever. You can always find some of those negative things. I love what you said. Hunt for the good. Look for the good things that did happen because, yeah, I'm sure that all of us had challenges and problems in 2017. Uh, but I'm also positive that if you look, you're going to be able to find good things that happened and uh, I love what you said, your recommendation to hunt for the good and uh, and then celebrate it, right? Absolutely. Celebrate the milestones in your life. I like that. I like that. So then you uh, you go back, you take a look at it. Um, do, I, like, do you recommend a formal evaluation, like writing things down? Do you think that just kind of mentally recapping is the way to go? What's your advice there? So that's a really good question. I think the the best thing is to kind of decide what your personality works best with. For some people don't don't really want to make that that grocery list of all the things, and other people just want to think about it in their minds. Um, for me, it works best just to make that list. Um, I like to go back, you know, even five years from now, and go back and look at that list and see what went well in this in this year, and kind of compare the years. So that's I would just say that's really pers- very personal. 
But you write your stuff down. I do. Have you done it for 2017 yet? No. You're coming up on it. Okay. Yeah. I, I've thought a lot about it. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Do you write this for your husband as well? <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. Nope. What is, I'm asking for a friend, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely well, that's uh, that's awesome. I uh, I'm probably not too much of a writer downer myself, but I do like right. the idea of evaluating and looking back and uh, kind of you know just again seeing what things went well and and then learning from that. I think there's value in looking at what didn't go the way that you wanted to as sure. as well, and maybe putting together uh, a plan to kind of remedy some of those things. I'm curious. I, I know you haven't written this down, but Tiffany, when you look back on your year. What are a couple of highlights that kind of stand out to you that you think, hey, I, I kind of nailed this this year? Uh, that's a that's a really good question because I started out this year just thinking that it was everything was going to go perfect. Well, I um, actually was dealing with some health issues early on in the year, and and they lasted a lot longer than I expected. Yeah. So my year didn't really turn out the way I had expected it. So if I were to look at the goal and say, man, I didn't even come close to it. Um, that would really force me to kind of downward spiral. But instead, I've looked at, okay, well, where was I on January 16th when I got sick or whatever? And so I'm able to say, wow, I've, I've really made some great improvements. Although I didn't get to where I wanted to be, I'm progressing. Yeah. And that's really what what I'd have to say is I'm making some progress. My health is improving. Um, I've had some really great um really great things happen with my fitness and so forth. So I would definitely celebrate those. Awesome. Awesome. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with personal trainer and coach Tiffany Gust from the Intermountain Healthcare's Live Well Center. And uh, we're talking a little bit about how to learn from 2017 so that we can kind of move forward and Really get in the right mindset for the success of 2018. I want to just insert this right here before we go down that road because I want to get into getting into the right mindset. Um, I just got a text from my wife. She did confirm that she would put sugar on her grapefruit. Oh, no, that's so, awesome. So, <laughs> maybe just, just give it a try it. You might like it. It's good with salt. Okay, good try, Jeff. All right, so <laughs> that, awesome. that being said, um, let's jump right into this idea of how do you get in the right mindset and... And really prepare yourself for success in 2018. Well, the first thing I would recommend is, um, as you're trying to get into the right mindset, is just think of your future best self, maybe two to four months down the road. What does that future best self look like? And kind of get that image in your mind of what that looks like, what's that feel like, who's around you, what's that clear picture look like, and then decide what it's going to take for you to get to that point. I like that you said just two to four months down the road, because it's hard to picture a year down the road, but you can picture a short dime down the road and, and really get a clear picture of what that should look like and what you can make it look like. Great. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's a really good point. Um, and then once we're able to visualize that future best self and kind of get an image of what that looks like, um, looking at some of the metrics. So I'm going to kind of go back to, you know, athletically, like what would we do to improve or to kind of um, plan for success in 2018? Looking at metrics, maybe it's the metrics of um, your speed or your agility or your strength, whatever metric that is you're measuring, when you can measure something, then you're actually able to see if you're making that progress. So whatever it is that you're using as that metric, maybe maybe you're working on weight management and it's you just want to be able to feel comfortable in your clothes and you want them to, to feel um kind of loose or, you know, whatever. And so that's, that can be your metric. So I am, I encourage people to find whatever that is for them and use that as their metric moving forward. 
again, um, just I think you're hitting on all the right things here. This this is great stuff. I, I like Jeff. I really appreciate the idea that you don't want to look, you know, so far down the road that it's just w- too far out there to even know, um, you know, what that goal in mind is. But a couple of months at a time, I, I love that, and I love your idea of not just. Uh, not not simply visualizing where you want to be, but helping yourself get there by incrementally coming up with a plan. And um, this idea of metrics, I think, is so important too. Because if you're not measuring, um, if you're not measuring, how do you know if you're progressing? And Tiffany, I love I love that you've come up with like realistic metrics. You know, I mean, it's great to to measure your your waist and and those kinds of things, but. I, I, one of the metrics I want is is for my pants to fit. Absolutely, like, I like that, or to be able to like you know cinch up another notch on my belt. Like real world metrics that are not just like okay, this is my O2 max, and I'm not sure what that means or how to uh, uh, you know uh, achieve that. But just things that are, are real life, day to day type things. In my cases, I would like more of my pants to fit, <laughs> <laughs> or be able to touch your knees. Isn't that what you said before? Well, I can test my knees. It's the toes that are a little out of reach. <laughs> yeah. Um, flexibility, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So I love that. So um, kind of small incremental goals and then metrics. Um, again, I'm going to ask this question. You, you seem to be a writer downer. Do you feel like, do you feel like you need to write it down or is this something you can mentally do? I know the review maybe is, is more optional, but what's your take on moving forward? Do do you have to write your goals to achieve them? Is you it... absolutely don't need to write them down because okay. you'll know, you'll know in your heart, you know, I think the best thing is just to keep yourself kind of honest with yourself and just doing that self-check. You know, there's a lot of times when we get in the self-sabotage mode where, you know, I, my saying is don't let the one thing stand in your way be you. Don't let that yeah. one thing, you know, be you. So just really being honest with yourself and just having that little chat with yourself to say, okay, where do you want to be and how are you going to get there? That's awesome. I, I love that because it, you know, it, it encompasses everybody. Some of us like to write stuff down. Some of us don't like to write it down. I, I will find this. I, I said before, I'm not a, a kind of person who likes to write the, the goals down and the things down. And, and that is true. But I will say that the times when I have tracked the progress and, uh, and I've written it down, um, it, to me, for me, it has become a motivator in the sense of this. If if you are going along and you you trip up, whatever it is, you ate too much this day, or you know you took the weekend off, or whatever it was, which we all have, we're all going to have days like that. There's no question about it. It's really easy to say, "Oh, well, I'm just done now. There's nothing I can do about it." And I have found that when I've when I'm writing on a calendar or I've put it on a spreadsheet or something where I keep track of it, and I have a bad. Um, you know, a bad weekend or even a bad week or whatever, I found it to be very helpful to me if I can look back and say, oh, you know, I really, it was a bad week. I've got to own it. But this month I had three other weeks that were really, really good. Absolutely. Yep. Again, celebrating that, you know, positive hunting for the good. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. So uh, again, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you Okay. You probably haven't written them down yet, but what are some of your own goals for 2018? Um, so 2018, I, I would like to do more traveling races. So I'm I'm looking at some other races that I want to do, whether they're um, half marathon, full mar- you know, full marathon races, Ironman races, where I can do some traveling um, vacation races, so yeah. to speak. I, my heart's just kind of 
yearning for that right now. So that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I love it. Any in particular that you're looking at right now or just kind of um, keeping your options open? Keeping my options open. Yeah, I actually have a couple a couple goals and, and they're not all fitness related. Um, I've, I've got a book that I've been trying to kind of put together and I've, that's on my list for for 27 or 2018 as well. So, wow. So you yeah. will be a published author by Let's the time hope. we, we uh, have this same conversation at the end of 2018. I would love to be able to say that. Yes. Awesome. Any, yeah. I, sorry, Jeff, go ahead. There's always Kona. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Well, I was going to ask, do you have some Ironman races in mind or? Um, due to my health, I actually am not sure what that looks like. Okay. And, and I just am taking some baby steps to get there. So we'll see. What about yeah. you, Jeff? Any Ironman races that you're looking at? No. <laughs> well, maybe volunteering, but not, me, not not doing. Let me contemplate. No. <laughs> That's a tough one. No. Yeah. Well, we you know we've talked about this before with Tiffany, but an Ironman race is really in pretty incredible. So. Go over the distances with us. Okay, so that's a 2.4 mile swim followed by a 112 mile bike ride, and then the grand finale is a 2. or 24.6 mile uh, run. So which, it's the which, full marathon. Yeah, for those who don't know, is is a marathon at yeah. the end of a 112 mile bike ride and right. a two and a half mile swim. You know, for me, a triathlon is. Getting in the tub, getting out, running, and getting the towel, <laughs> and, then, and then drying my hair. That's my triathlon. Three events. Awesome. Three events that I can do quickly. And you can do pretty well. Well, that's awesome. Well, Tiffany, um, any other advice that you might have for people who are kind of trying to put together their plan for 2018 in the next next minute or so? Absolutely. I would just uh, suggest that people you know, really look at their realistic goals because um, they're going to have a better chance of achieving them, um, just making sure that it's something that's attainable. I think that's really important. Realistic goals. Absolutely. Sometimes we uh, can sabotage ourselves by being overly positive and, and not being realistic. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Very cool. Uh, anything else that you would just add just to kind of help us kick off the new year in the right way? I think that just visualizing where you want to be is is super important. I think that being able to visualize, visualize yourself of where you want to be, it, there's a lot of power in that. Such a powerful tool. We, we've talked about really that a is. number of times with a variety of different people from athletes to sports psychologists and visualization is so important. Absolutely. Well, Tiffany, thank you so oh, thank much you. for joining us. I hope that the uh, upcoming holiday season is, is just wonderful for you and that you get your health figured out and that you're able to achieve your goals in 2018. Always a pleasure, thank Tiffany. Thank you so much. I enjoyed being here. So, Jeff, as I said at the beginning of the show, it is the end of the year, which means that the first of the year is just around the is corner. right around the corner. One of the things that people always want to know about the Huntsman World Senior Games are the dates. Do you have any dates for us, Kyle? I do. I've got some dates, some important ones. The official sport-specific dates are still not available. We're still working on right. the final schedule. But, but they will they, be available by the end of the year. They will be available then. Uh, the dates for the games, though, the general dates are October 8th through the 20th. Mm-hmm. So plan on being a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games in 2018. Put that down for one of your goals that you want to work towards. I like well, that. I always, I always am part of the games. You are. True. That's true, Jeff. <laughs> a couple of important dates that you want to keep in mind. January 1st is when team registration opens for the Huntsman World Senior Games. So if you're planning on competing in volleyball, softball, uh, soccer, one of those team sports, January 1st is the date for you. And March 1st is when individual athletes can register for the games. Don't forget to tune in next and every Thursday at 4.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And you can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and you can even find us in your Stitcher app as well. It's very easy to add us to your favorite podcast. Just search for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Hit subscribe, and you'll never miss an episode. Jeff, our inspirational thought for the day. 
Yes. Don't look back and ask why. <clears throat> look ahead and say why not. Very good. Who said that? I don't know. Okay. But until next Thursday, <laughs> but I'm stay inspired. active. Bye, everyone. <laughs>